Welcome to Married by Design. Do you believe the best is yet to be? How do you view yourself and how will you view yourself as you move into the second half of your life? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We've been really enjoying the series that we've been going through. It's a focus on the second half of life that God has given us. We've entitled it, The Best is Yet to Be, because we believe that God has great plans in store for us as we walk with Him and seek His face, even as we get older. And yet, with the opportunities, there are also a lot of challenges. We've looked at people in the Bible that finished well and had a great second half of life. We also talked about the opportunity we have to have a carefree mind and optimism in the second part of life, even with the struggles and the challenges. We discussed the idea of a midlife crisis and how our marriages can thrive in the second part of our life. And we've looked at the impact that you can have on your children and your grandchildren. Last week, we looked at the impact that we can have on others around us for the gospel. Hopefully, all these topics are encouraging you to think about the opportunities that you will have in the second part of your life. We wanted to take this week to talk about your identity. How we view ourselves and our identity as children of God is so important. Your identity has a significant impact on your attitudes and your expectations. This is true in all of life, and I think it's especially true in the second half of our lives. If someone sees themselves as a total failure, they will fail to live up to God's standards or be used by God. In so many ways, we need to understand the impact of our identity in Christ. Let me just take one example from the book of 1 Peter. Really, all the way through the New Testament, the writers encourage Christians to understand their identity in Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter uses a number of illustrations and descriptions to help the believers to see who they are. In verse 9, Peter writes, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a wonderful series of encouragements to the persecuted Christians that Peter was writing to. He wanted to build them up and encourage them in the face of the challenges that they had. He wanted to remind them of their identity in Christ. In the verses before that, verse 9, he wrote about those who are stumbling because they have disobeyed the word. That's why he uses the word but in the beginning of verse 9. Peter is contrasting those who struggle and stumble with the believers that he is encouraging to stand firm. You can imagine how these identities would have encouraged and built up the believers. They were dispersed and facing persecution. Peter calls them a chosen race. What encouragement it must have been for them to understand and remember that they were chosen specifically for God and by God. That is something we can remember in the second half of our lives. He also describes them as a royal priesthood and a holy nation. That identity of royal priesthood is significant. A priest is somebody who relates man to God and builds into that relationship. This is what these Christians were to see themselves as. And not just any priest, but a royal priest, a priest of the king. We have suggested that the second half of your life can be a time of bringing people to God and encouraging them. 
That's what a priest does. Peter then goes on to call them a people for his own possession. How much joy and security it must have given them to know that they are God's possession and he has them in his hand. To remember these descriptions of their identity must have given them a great joy and comfort, and it can give us the same encouragement as we look at the second half of our lives. This is not the only place in the New Testament that the authors help the Christians to see their identity. You see it over and over in Paul's epistles. An example is Ephesians chapter 1, where Paul spends quite a bit of time describing who a Christian is. So as we begin to look at the second half of life, the question is, how do you view yourself? What are a few words you would use to describe yourself if you're in the second half of life? One of the ways that people can describe and identify themselves in the second part of life is that they are fragile. They begin to realize that they don't have the same stamina and begin to feel weaker and more frail. Or they see themselves as a has-been or outdated. They feel that they have lost touch with the younger generation and have not kept up with the times. There are other ways that we can see ourselves in the second part of our life. These views of self seem to be in contrast with what we see in some older biblical saints. As you get older, you can begin to feel less productive, useless, and shelved. You can begin to view yourself as not offering very much to those around you. There's a danger even in describing yourself as retired. We're not at all suggesting that it's wrong to retire from full-time work. But when that becomes your primary identity, you can begin to retire from life. You can retire from being active and involved in other people's lives. This is exactly what we have been encouraging you not to do. We saw many examples in the lives of those in the Bible that finished well. They certainly did not live an idle, obsolete, and fragile life. The dangers of labeling yourself in such a way is that you begin to restrict yourself and settle for less than what God intends. We're not at all suggesting that you're going to remain strong in your latter years, not as strong as you were when you were in your 20s, and we're not suggesting that you should be in denial about your physical limitations and the changes that take place in your relationships with others. You will possibly be retired one day, but we would encourage you not to see yourself as retired from life. What we want to do in this episode is to present an identity that is consistent with Scripture as you enter the second part of your life. Rather than fragile or shelved or useless, we would encourage you to have an identity with these biblical descriptions. In Psalm 92, verse 14, the psalmist describes those who are older, saying, They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. I love that. To declare that the Lord is upright. There it is. How do you describe yourself? As full of sap? Able to declare that God is great and upright? That's also what is said of David in First Chronicles 29, verse 28. It describes David in this way. Then he died at a good age, full of days, riches, and honor. That's a great way to end your days, at a good old age, enjoying the blessings of God and having a life that up to the end was honorable. Does that sound like a great way to see yourself, full of sap and full of days? It's in stark contrast to the fragile and feeble mentality that can be a part of aging. Again, we're not suggesting that you may not have physical or mental challenges, but how do you identify yourself is very important. 
There's another way to see yourself. Proverbs 16, verse 31 says, Gray hair is a crown of glory and is gained by a righteous life. The second half of your life, when you have gray hair, could be a time of great glory as you have gained wisdom and are living a righteous life. That certainly does not make you outmoded and out of style. Rather than keeping up with all the new gadgets, your life and your impact on others can give you great joy and confidence. Those kinds of verses should help us reset the way that we see ourselves in the second part of our life. Peter and Paul emphasized identity and encouraged the Christians they were writing to to remember who they are in Christ. This is so important for us as we are in or we're entering the second part of our life to think about how we view ourselves and to view ourselves biblically. That's right. To view yourself as feeble and useless as you enter the second part of life is not biblical. They're based on cultural norms and narratives that are not always accurate and sometimes are very unfair. Our culture glorifies youth and physical beauty, but these are not biblical values. Don't get caught in the trap of judging yourself by society's values. Instead, as we enter the best season of our life, we want to suggest three ways that you should view yourself in addition to those verses we've mentioned before. For a number of years, I've prayed during my quiet time and thought about the ways that God identifies me as a Christian. These three ways that we suggest have nothing to do with age. You certainly don't lose that identity as you enter the second part of your life. If anything, you should have an even stronger identity in these three areas. The first area to remember is that you are a child of God. In 1 John 3, verse 1, the Apostle John writes, See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. What a wonderful thing that we need to remember about ourselves. If you accepted Christ as your Savior, you are a child of God. That means that you are deeply loved and watched over by your perfect and loving Heavenly Father. What a rest that is. What a great love that God has for you as a child of God. As you enter the second part of your life, you should have a great confidence that your Father is watching over you through every day of your life. You're never left alone. You're never abandoned. You're never unloved. As your Father, He will take care of you and your every need. What a joy it is to know that we have such a Heavenly Father as we enter the second part of our life with all its uncertainties and challenges. That's right. It's so important for us to remember that we are children of God. We always have that relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. We are secure in Him. A second way that we should identify ourselves is as overwhelming conquerors. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37, Paul writes, In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Well, Romans 7 is all about the struggles of sin and the groaning in the present life. In the midst of all those challenges, Paul wants to infuse those he's writing to with an identity of being overwhelming conquerors. That's so important to see in the second part of life. You don't have to be defeated by fear and doubt. You don't have to be mastered by any sin. You don't have to live in discouragement. There's no challenge or difficulty or trial that you will go through that God will not help you in Christ to be an overwhelming conqueror. In Christ, God allows you to be a victor over the things that you face. You don't have to be a victim. What a great way to view yourself. And this is all straight from Scripture. 
Let me give you one more suggestion. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. The city set on the hill cannot be hidden. He also says in verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You need to see yourself as a light. He was saying that to his disciples so that they would identify themselves as a light. We are to be the light of Christ. As Christ lives in us and our faith grows, we will shine the light of Christ to those around us. What a great privilege it is and an opportunity it is, even as we get older, to know that we can be that light in a very dark world. Can you imagine grabbing hold of those three truths about yourself if you're in Christ? Rather than focusing on the difficulties of your physical condition and the challenges that you have, begin to focus on your identity in Jesus Christ. Regardless of your age or your physical capacity, you have the ability to be those three things, a child of God, an overwhelming conqueror, and a light for the world. Well, now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss as a couple two or three ways that you would describe yourself today. Then think how you should identify yourself biblically. You certainly can use the ones that we suggest or look elsewhere in Scripture. Talk about those identities in Christ and make it part of your prayer time in the morning to thank God for that identity. Then begin to live that out in your daily life. Practice it now so that as you enter or are in the second part of your life, that will drive you to a greater confidence and usefulness. Well, let me pray. Father, we thank you for all of Scripture and how you describe us as children of God. Lord, I pray if there is anybody listening who has not trusted you as Savior, that they would turn from their sin and turn to you and trust and believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins. Father, for those who are believers, that we would fill our minds with who we are in Christ, your identity for us, not what we take from culture or we even think about ourselves. And that as a result of that, we would live a life that honors you and is bold and has assurance, Father. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us. We hope that you've been encouraged this week with our podcast. We'd love to hear from you and get your suggestions or ideas, that things that we can cover on this podcast. Would you share this podcast episode with somebody right now? Our desire is to get the word out about the things that we're talking about and to encourage more and more people. That can't happen unless you're involved in the process by sharing. It only takes a minute to share this with somebody that can be encouraged. If you want to reach us, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, next week on our podcast for the next couple weeks, we're going to look at some lingering issues that we want to address as far as having a great second part of life. Well, that's what we'll begin looking at next week on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.